This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 22nd of February. In your Squiz today, a tech billionaire forges ahead with his bid to buy AGL, improving mobile coverage outside the city, more commuter chaos in Sydney, and finding the little freedoms at the Beijing Games. This is your Squiz today. We brought you the story yesterday of Atlassian founder Mike Cannon-Brooks, who's partnered with a Canadian asset manager, Brookfield, in an attempt to buy AGL. And yesterday, the energy company rejected their $8 billion takeover offer, saying it undervalued their company. But Cannon-Brooks isn't done yet, Claire. He says he's still working with the board to strike a deal. Yeah, he said he was disappointed yesterday. Uh, Both he and Brookfield fronted up yesterday to talk about what they're trying to do with that bid. And certainly for Canon Brooks's part, he says that as AGL is one of the biggest emitters of greenhouse gas emissions in Australia, uh, he has the bandwidth and also the money uh, to be able to use some of that wealth uh, to solve big problems and to help Australia have a better future. Uh, what he said is that with that project, there is an opportunity uh, for it to be the single biggest decarbonizer project in the world. And what he means by that is they would move very quickly to shut down the coal-fired power plants that AGL operates, remove all those emissions from the atmosphere and turn it into a great big green powerhouse. And of course, Claire, this all comes against the backdrop of the looming federal election. And yesterday, the PM Scott Morrison said that if the company converted from coal power to renewables, it would force up electricity prices. Yeah, and this, of course, has been a big part of what the coalition government has talked about for some time now, that there needs to be an orderly transition away from coal uh, and towards renewable energy if that's going to work. Coal is the commodity that underpins our electricity grid, uh, and it needs a lot of time to be able to transition. Uh, Renewable sources are growing, but there's no way to actually dispatch them into the electricity grid very quickly. So in order to avoid blackouts. It's something that needs to be planned very carefully. So Scott Morrison said yesterday uh, that there's issues with those sorts of things, that if you take coal out of the grid, prices will go up. Uh, But for Cannon Brooks's part, he says that that's not true. That's right. And expect to hear a lot more about the cost of living and power prices as we head into the election campaign. To the crisis in Ukraine now, Claire, and Russian President Vladimir Putin says he will decide over the next 24 hours whether to recognise the independence of two breakaway regions in the east of the country, which the West fears could be the pretext for a bigger invasion. So those regions have been at the forefront of a dispute between Russia and Ukraine for quite some time. It was in those regions where Russian-backed separatists have been really conflict with the Ukraine government since 2014. There was a ceasefire in 2015, but the fighting has continued. So what Western governments who have been looking at this really intensely uh, for the last few weeks and months say is that if Russia decides that those regions should be independent, it would give Putin that pretext to go over the border. Uh, It really could be that flashpoint of an invasion. 
And President Putin is scheduled to give a televised address to the nation on this issue later this morning. We're keeping a close eye on this unfolding story. If you were in Sydney yesterday trying to catch a train, well, there were none to be found as an industrial dispute shut down the whole network. And Claire, things are set to be pretty chaotic today too. Yep, you might want to make alternative arrangements if you're one of the thousands of people in Sydney uh, who rely on that public transport arm to get about their jobs on a weekday. Uh, What happened yesterday was a lot of pointing at each other. Uh, The New South Wales government was pointing at the union saying that uh, it was strike action that they were looking to take that would leave the network unsafe. Uh, But it was the union pointing at the government saying that they took the decision to shut down the whole network and there wasn't any reason to. Uh, It really was a big confusing mess yesterday. Claire, this is a New South Wales story with national implications because it drew the PM out to have a crack at the unions and their management. Another election theme to look out for. If you're living or travelling outside our major cities, you know all too well the frustrations of phone lines dropping out and poor mobile coverage more broadly. But things could improve through a new deal that's been struck between Telstra and TPG Telecom, which owns Vodafone. So what would happen is that TPG would get access to Telstra's basically mobile towers uh, that would give them a wider reach into regional Australia and also onto those outskirts of metro areas where coverage is pretty patchy. In return, Telstra will gain access to TPG's internet infrastructure, uh, as well as some cash for access to those mobile towers. And there have been discussions about those sorts of deals between telecommunications operators in the past. Those plans have been rejected by the ACCC, saying that they would be anti-competitive and push others out of the market. It's a proposal at this stage and it has to go through that jump of a hoop to try and get on to the next phase. Yes, and if it is approved, TPG would be on track to challenge Optus as the country's second largest mobile network operator. As athletes return home from the Winter Games, they're starting to open up about some of the challenges of living in the strict COVID bubbles in Beijing, being sterilised and swabbed and scanned and surveilled at all times of the day and night, Claire. But one place they did find a bit of freedom was in the lift. Yeah, and one of the things that they were able to do is close the doors. If you're like me and you're in a hurry and you're pressing (laughs) those closed doors button on the elevator to just try and move things along and they never work, what those athletes at the Games found was when they did get in an elevator and they had to close the loop really quickly to make sure that they stayed uh, in that bubble, the closed door button worked. It was quite a delight and a real hit at the Winter Games apparently. as we all head back into the office now that the latest COVID surge is over here in Australia, a well-functioning lift would be just the trick. Squeeze the day, Claire. I've woken up this morning and realised it's the 22nd of the 2nd in 2022. I'm sure that's called something and I don't it know is whether the something. two is a particular number. My brain number. is too slow. <laughs> <laughs> For luck, but yeah. 
if you're writing the date today, don't get confused. <laughs> uh, also, Clive Palmer's at the press club today. Uh, he, of course, is someone who's going to be very prominent this election campaign. He's someone involved in a couple of very big lawsuits at the moment. There will be plenty of questions for the journalist to ask him today. I'm sure many of you would have received a text message from Clive Palmer or seen one of the ads that he's been running of late. And of course, we're keeping a keen eye on that defamation trial against Mark McGowan. And we mentioned the Winter Games before, Claire. If you're missing your daily dose of the Beijing Blitz, I know I am, you can hear the team at Sport Today every morning from 6.30. Just search for it in your podcasting app. Have a great day. I'll be back with Larissa tomorrow. now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.